0: Hey Seattle Kraken fans, happy game day. Welcome to another episode, your Friday edition of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. On today's episode, we're going to talk about our opponent for tonight, Washington Capitals. We'll start with Allison Lucan and her three essentials. Then we'll get into the knit and the grit. What's the data saying about these two teams? And then in the final segment, we'll look at what's happening around the NHL and across Seattle sports. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. We're back. It's a Friday. It's a game day and I'm pumped up to bring you this episode of Locked on Kraken, which is brought to you by betonline.net. BetOnline is where the game starts. And where this podcast episode starts is by talking about the three essentials that you need to know as we take on the Washington Capitals to start a four-game road series. I'm going to take you over to Allison Lucan and her three essentials for today's game. Now, the first essential is know your opponent. The Seattle Kraken again defeated the Washington Capitals 3-2 in overtime. That was earlier this month, December 1st, at Climate Pledge Arena. We had to come out of, as Allison says here, a two-goal deficit. And this is a team that obviously is extremely well prepared for the postseason. There's this guy, Alex Ovechkin. Might have heard of him and some history that he's knocking on the door. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show because we want to focus on our team here now Darcy Kemper as is mentioned here in this and check the show notes if you're listening on audio and you want to l- uh, read a little bit more about what Allison is saying uh, but Darcy Kemper has been their goaltender now he's essentially day to day with an upper body injury so they're dealing with a few different pieces here I am very curious to see what the goaltender matchup is going to be I, uh, I see the comments um striatic, uh talking about how we got to get on the the group bandwagon i'm I, I don't hate i don't hate on philip grubauer i just don't have like Ryan Donato, Madden Bennear's love for him just yet. I do think that he's played better in a, in a limited sample size than he has last season. I wouldn't be surprised to see Philip Grubauer get the start against Washington. But again, we'll get into the knit and grit of the Seattle team a little bit later. The second key to the game per Allison Lucan. And I'm, I'm very curious to see how Seattle is going to take this one on. And it's, and Allison's talking about effective transitional play. We did see that the Seattle Kraken put up 60-some-odd shots in their last loss to Montreal. Montreal didn't have as many shots, but they had the more effective chances, or their shots were more effective because, well, they had more goals, including back-to-back goals within seven seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing we need to limit response goals. But what Allison is talking about is the 1314 check that the Capitals are going to deploy, meaning that the neutral zone is going to be clogged up. Now, the team that we've talked about in the Pacific division that does that is the Kings. And the last time we played the Kings, we saw that this was a wide open game. So we know that the Seattle Kraken have the skill and have the, the blueprint to beat this kind of a, a, a setup. That being said, I think we also saw that the last time they played a team that really focused on this one three one and clogging up the neutral zone, we lacked on the defensive side. So. It's all about, as Jared McCann is quoted in the article, moving the puck quickly. We can't let them get set. And that's why you saw that whiplash pace uh, and speed of the game against the Kings. Are we going to see that in Washington? I certainly hope we don't see 17 goals split between the two teams. And if we do see that or more, I really hope that the Seattle Kraken get the win. But speaking of Jared McCann and, well, Maddie Beneers, the production from the McCann-Beneers-Eberle line is another key per Allison. And she's talking about how Eberly leads the Kraken in 5-on-5 goals this season with 10. In all situations, in the last five games, Jared McCann has five goals, and Maddie Beneers has four goals, including the game winner over the Washington Capitals, talk about a quick goal seven seconds that's the good seven seconds seven seconds into overtime a battle at the center dot burakovsky with a great screen and maddie Beniers gets the win for the seattle kraken against this very washington capitals team so that is a line that we're going to look to. Maddie Beniers is a player that I'm always looking for good things on the ice, but we'll see um, how he fares in this game. Uh, in the last uh, five games, Eberly has also collected uh, six overall assists on that line, and they have been talking about the chemistry. Now, I joked a little bit on yesterday's podcast that you need practice in order to build that chemistry. I still do believe that. But here's what McCann had to say about the chemistry that's building with his new line. We pick each other's brain. We see what each other's tendencies are. And I love that. I talked about that with Hattie Kalakesh. From Locked On NHL Prospects, that Maddie Beniers is doing a really good job of reading his line mates, of anticipating his line mates. Jordan Everly has talked about that before, and again, five on five goals, Everly is leading the team. Um, and so here's a little stat that Allison puts in because you know we always have to have a stat and an analytic, which I love. I'm getting more comfortable using this in my analysis uh, when. This combination is on the ice. Allison writes The Kraken generates 60.8% of all shot quality. 60.8%. That is the highest of any Seattle forward grouping this season, per moneypuck.com. So, to see what McCann, Beneers, and Everly do, I'm excited to see how the Seattle Kraken handle that 1 3 1. And of course, you have to know your enemy, and respect what Washington has done since they dropped a game in Seattle. So coming up next on Locked on Kraken, let's go to the breakdown side by side so we will know what Washington is bringing and also what our Kraken can bring to this game as well. Right now, I want to let you know that this episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by bet online bet online is your one-stop shop for everything that you need for sports wagering you've got your lines your odds uh your podcasts everything that you need in a one-stop shop everything from of course the national hockey league we're in football season we are in nba season we've got uh you know international competition you can find everything that you need at betonline.net. Another thing you can find at betonline.net, and I think you're going to like this because I know that you like sports podcasts. That's why you listen to Locked On. You can also find sports podcasts. So learn about some new sports podcasts and help get yourself in the best position to win some money. So remember, BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you, as always, Seattle sports fans, for listening to Locked On Kraken and making us a part of your daily routine. But as you know, we are not the only podcast in the Locked On family. I'm wearing my Locked On hat today, as well as my WNBA hoodie from Highlight Her. Anyway. We have also Locked On Sports Today, and you can find all kinds of information on Locked On Sports Today, everything from what's happening between the lines, outside of the lines, and everything coming to you with only the expert analysis that the Locked On Network can bring. So check out Locked On Sports Today after you watch Locked On Kraken, of course, or listen to Locked On Kraken. Locked On Sports Today can be found on YouTube just like us, or anywhere else you listen to audio podcasts. All right, folks, let's talk about these two teams. I'm pulling up a graphic for those listening on audio. Don't you fret. I'll walk us through this here. But the overall record for the Washington Capitals as we come into their barn 12, 12, and 4, 28 points on the season, where we are 15, 6, and 3. Advantage Seattle. Home record for the Washington Capitals is 7, 4, and 1. We have a 7-7-1 record. Again, we got to work on that a little bit. Uh, the away record, though, for the Seattle Kraken, 8-1-1. and So, I think we've got a little bit of an advantage for Seattle there. In our last 10 games, we are 7-2-1, and including a victory over these Capitals. The last 10 games, the Caps are 5, 3, and 2. So although they're on an uptick, in the last 10, if we look at the last 10, kind of like a weather report, right? 10-day weather report, we have the advantage. Who are the leading scorers? Andrei Burakovsky has 26 points overall on the season. He's our leading scorer, where Alex Ovechkin is the leading scorer for the Washington Capitals. The power play. We have a better power play at 25 at a 25% clip whereas the the Washington Capitals are at a 21.2% clip and the penalty kill, now this is advantage Washington. They are at an 80.3% clip and we are at a 68.3% clip. I'm going to be very curious to see how we do on special teams overall in this game. So know thy enemy. Uh, A part of that is knowing Alexander Ovechkin, who you might have heard is chasing history um, and essentially Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Alex Ovechkin continues to climb the NHL all-time goals lists as he closes in three significant significant, excuse me, milestones. He's coming up on 800 goals. Uh, 801 would tie Gordie Howe for second all time. And if he gets 802, that would put him in second place alone behind only Wayne Gretzky, who, of course, is at 894. So coming into the the game today, as of yesterday, this is uh, I'm looking at. Actually, I can pull this up for you. For those watching on the YouTube, let me pull this up for you. So I'm looking at this article. It is about Alexander Ovestkin chasing history, as I just said. But here's where he's at right now. He's got 795 career goals. He did not score a goal against us in Climate Pledge Arena. He did get an assist. On his last game, he scored two empty net goals. That was a 4-1 win -win over the Flyers. And, of course, you see the next game. Here you go. Um, This is a quote from the Caps coach. You watch him every night and how hard he plays, how much he cares. That's what you don't see sometimes. You see it because you watch him when he's on the ice and you see his passion on the ice. I think anyone who's watched Alexander Ovechkin knows that this man plays with passion. I also loved his uh, Stanley Cup celebration. It was very cool to see. Do not want to see him celebrate tonight, but that's a different story. He loves the game, and he loves coming to the rink, and he plays hard every day, practices hard every day, and it's been great to be a part of it to this point. 795! So yeah, he's coming in hot this season, probably going to catch Gordie Howe got a ways to go when it comes to catching up to Gretzky. But I think he's moving into second overall for sure this season. So that's something that Seattle is going to have to focus on. Now, you know, I've not been a fan of our defense, still not a fan of our defense. I do think our defense needs to be improved. So we'll see. We were able to keep Alexander Ovechkin off of the score or out. I should say out of, uh, we, we were able to keep Alexander Ovechkin, excuse me, tamed to some extent last time these two teams played. Again, he did get an assist, but um, you know, we'll see what happens. It was a tightly contested game, and we had to come from behind to win that game. I want to see the grit. I want to see the hustle. Again, we should be a well-rested team because we not talking about practice, or we not having practice. I should say so. I'm very curious to see uh, how the Seattle Kraken are going to approach this. It is funny. I'll talk a little bit about the, I talked yesterday about Dave Haxel and his philosophy about practice and how the team kind of has this baked in. If we play well, we don't practice. I was speaking to a hockey hall of famer, Geraldine Heaney played for the Canadian women's national team in the first ever Olympics. Now, A lot of people know about Canadians' dominance in the Olympics on the women's side. But what you might not know is that the Canadian women's national team did not win the first ever Olympic gold medal in the women's tournament. That went to the United States. Now, it took them 20 years to get their second, but still. And Geraldine Heaney is now the head coach of the Toronto Six in the Premier Hockey Federation. And I was talking to her about her team they had last week off. And she actually, I asked what practice looked like. You know, I like practice. And what she told me is that she felt it was important to give her team an outright break. So they didn't even skate last weekend, uh, gave them a break. They didn't have games, gave them some time away from the rink. They still had their off ice um training. And she also emphasized that staying healthy, she keeps that as the top priority of her players and and makes that their responsibility. I really like that as well. But I, and the reason I mentioned the Olympics is because Geraldine Heaney herself was in that game playing for the United States. Now, Canada also, you need to know about this tournament. And if you know, Mike Murphy, I'll put it in the show notes because he wrote an excellent article about this, but Canada was on a tear. They were embarrassing teams in the Olympics, embarrassing teams in the Olympics, and had embarrassed the United States a time or two in the lead up to the Olympics. They played a few friendlies, you know, getting uh, everything together, world championships, all that. Yesterday, as I was getting ready for my broadcast, uh, what Geraldine Heaney told me is that And if you watch the Premier Hockey Federation game tonight, you'll hear a little bit, or tomorrow you'll hear a little bit of this. What she told me is that what she learned from that experience is the importance of rest. And that Hockey Canada changed their tune after how that first Olympic team performed. So I thought that who am I to argue with a Hockey Hall of Famer? I still do think certain things you have to do in practice. Absolutely, I believe in rest. And I understand that Dave Haxtell wanted to give his team rest as they were on the road. And I mean, hey, they have a better road record. So there you go. But I just thought that was a really interesting nugget. I always love sharing when I get to talk to Hockey Hall of Famers. I also spoke to a future Hockey Hall of Famer, or she really should be a Hockey Hall of Famer, in Ven LaHovi, who is the head coach of the Riveters. So Premier Hockey Federation actually starts tonight. I'll be on the broadcast um, and it is going to be uh, the Minnesota Whitecaps taking on the Connecticut Whale in Connecticut. So that should be a good one on ESPN Plus, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so sadly, I will not be watching this game live, but I will tap in as soon as I'm done with my broadcast. So with a rested team, did practice yesterday in Washington. I hope that we have the same energy that we deployed against San Jose and that we have the same fight that we had against Washington on December 1st. That's what it's going to take for this team to be successful and to break out of this two-game losing streak. We don't want losing streaks to be longer than our winning streaks. That's a good generally speaking, balance, and you're going to lose some games. It's going to happen. The legs won't be there. The focus won't be there, but you need to minimize those times. And although I do get a little frustrated with how we play, and I do think defensively we need to be more sound, you have to look at the big picture, and the big picture right now is that the Seattle Kraken are doing okay. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we talked a little bit about the standings, but I want to give you what we saw from – um the NHL locked on NHL hosts and we have moved to a conference power rankings I told you that before and uh, so let's see where Seattle lies in the mix all right folks Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken your first listen or a part of your daily routine. As I mentioned earlier on the show, let me know. Do you listen first thing in the morning? Do you listen later in the day? Are you cleaning the house or, you know, doing yard work or going shopping? I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm shopping, on my walks. Let me know how and when you listen to Locked on Kraken. But as always, I am very grateful that you are here. The Seattle Kraken and Washington. It's a game day. I hope you're excited. I'm pretty pumped. Uh, I mentioned in the last segment, I have some hockey business to take care of, but I will be tapped in to this game, or at least, uh, you know, essentially the game I'm working is simultaneous, but I will keep, be keeping an eye out on what's happening. So let's see how the locked on NHL hosts believe the Seattle Kraken are doing. So again, this is Eastern Conference versus Western Conference. You see, of course, we're going to start first with the Seattle Kraken. We are fourth overall in the Western Conference per NHL, locked on NHL hosts. Uh, Winnipeg's up there. Dallas is up there. And of course, the Vegas Golden Knights. Now we know in the Pacific Division, that we've been chasing the Vegas Golden Knights, so I'm not mad about that. I don't really know too much about what's happening, if I'm being honest, with Dallas, uh, but I do know that Winnipeg has been a team that we've seen, that we've been jockeying for position for as well, or, you know, that we're, we're kind of in the mix. So if you look at the overall standings in the NHL, which we can do right here, If you look at the overall standings in the NHL, you do see that both Winnipeg and Dallas and Carolina, for that matter, are ahead of Seattle. Now, Carolina, again, in our rankings would have been on the other side because we did it Eastern Conference versus Western Conference. So Seattle sitting in eighth overall right now. And then you see Dallas at 6th overall, Winnipeg at 5th overall, and then Vegas at 4th overall. So we have seen a little bit um, of back and forth, up and down with the Seattle Kraken on the national standings. I think that we did a pretty good job with the locked on NHL standings. Just to be fair, let's see where the, the Pacific Division lies. So the Pacific Division, we have the one spot in the West. We have the four spot in the West. We have the six spot. The eight spot, the nine spot, the 11 spot. Uh, So, I'm sorry, for those listening, Seattle Kraken at four. We talked about that. The Los Angeles Kings are at the sixth spot. The uh, Edmonton Oilers are at the eight spot. The Calgary Flames at the nine spot. We have the Vancouver Canucks at 11. We have the San Jose Sharks at 13. And coming up, pulling up the rear. The Anaheim Ducks at 16 overall in the Western Conference. That's what we have as of December 7th earlier this week per the Locked On NHL hosts. Now, this is interesting because the Seattle Kraken, I thought we're going to be vying for that five spot. I was. I said it would be maybe a little ambitious for us to be at that five spot in the Pacific Division. We're second overall in the Pacific Division. I love that for us. Now let's make it last. And how we're going to do that is coming with the energy. How we're going to do that is cleaning up some of our little mistakes here. So I think what's going to be important, again, in this game is going to be the exits. How well we can exit our zone because the Washington Capitals are going to want to keep us contained at least at minimum in the neutral zone. And then also how we are creating space, creating seams for ourselves when we're in the offensive zone. I think it's going to be a good game. Before we leave today on Locked on Kraken, we're going to take it away from the ice just for a minute, but definitely focused on a Seattle legend. I've been talking about Seattle legends and some of the causes that they've been taking on. I talked about Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird yesterday with respect to Brittany Greiner and her finally coming home. Now I want to talk about the kid. Major league baseball will host its first annual historically black college and university, AKA HBCU all-star game in 2023. And yes, Ken Griffey Jr. AKA the kid, AKA the first, baseball player I ever truly loved with my whole heart. He will be bringing an all-star game to the all-star game. Historically black colleges and universities, this is an effort to boon diversity in Major League Baseball, particularly for black players. I am so excited for this. I um, might have to make my way out to Seattle for this. And I think it's amazing to see what players like Ken Griffey Jr. can do. Obviously, we've talked about it before on the show, but in case you didn't know, Ken Griffey Jr. came on to the ownership group of the Seattle Mariners. And I love that. I love that he's coming back, making an impact. And this could be huge for visibility, um, for just if you can see it, you can be it. Hashtag representation matters. And it also stymies, quite honestly, lazy um, stereotypes. Now, what I will say is, and I'm very curious to see how Major League Baseball takes this on, we do know that there are a a decent amount of Spanish-speaking players in Major League Baseball and throughout baseball internationally. Now, although I personally identify as a Black Latina, not all Latina people who are darker than me at Uh, or as dark as me or more, regardless of, let's put it this way, regardless of the melanation, which of course is the darkness, the pigment of the skin, regardless of how much melanin they have, not all Latine people also consider themselves black. And so it's a little bit of a slippery slope, but hey, it is the slope of my life and where I live every day. So I'm very curious to see as this conversation builds, how we're identifying... Um, and you know what portion of the diaspora, if you will. Anyway, folks, that is our show. Um, if you want to learn more about the Premier Hockey Federation this weekend, check out the show notes. Ken Griffey Jr.'s initiative, you best believe it's in the show notes. I mentioned Mike Murphy, Geraldine Heaney, and the wild and crazy Canadian team that was absolutely dominant until the gold medal, the first ever in Olympic women's ice hockey, was on the line. Check out those show notes and maybe we'll get back to that. But you know what it's time for. It's time for me to remind you to be kind to yourself, be kind to each other, and hold fast, stay true. And tonight we glide and we say loud and proud, let's go cracking. I'll see you next week.